0: Life happens in between the lines, which I don't know what that means, but I always love saying it. And I think that at least for me as an entrepreneur, I don't have that separation of like, well, this is my work life and this is my personal life. And this is this, it's sort of like life is scrambled eggs. Like there are all these eggs that are cracked and they're mixed up and and they're all of these things.
1: This is for the others out there. The other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life. It's time to get curious and get real. Join me, and together, let's find the others. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Find the Others podcast. I am your host, Joshua Church. Grateful to have you with us. New episodes are dropping every Wednesday and Sunday, so be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can get the notification when a new episode comes out. And give me a follow on Instagram at Joshua Dean Church to catch different clips and highlights that I post. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, you find something that might be valuable, please be sure to share it with a friend who also might be into it so that together we can continue to grow our tribe of others. Today, I'm pumped to bring you a conversation I had with my man, Corey Sterling. Corey, among many other things, is a lawyer, yoga teacher, and founder of the law firm Conscious Counsel. Conscious Counsel provides legal counsel for creative, ambitious, and heart-leading business owners who build communities and make the world a better and healthier place. Corey's a dear friend, and our paths cross in a very incredible way out in Hawaii at a yoga festival, which we share more about that story, and has been such a big part of my life since then. He's inspired me in so many ways with my solo travels, with living authentically, and having a more fun, playful outlook on life. Give Corey and Conscious Counsel a follow on Instagram, at Conscious Counsel, and feel free to reach out directly to him through the DMs or email, holler at ConsciousCounsel.ca. Working with a lawyer just got fun. This is a great conversation with lots of amazing stories, tidbits, takeaways. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with my friend, Corey Sterling. Corey Sterling. Hello, my brother.
0: Joshua Dean Church, what's going on, man?
1: <laughs> hey, man. I am just so happy to have you on the podcast finally. That's what's hey, going on. Thanks. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm, pro- I'm one of your I feel I don't know what
0: your listeners are like, but I feel like I'm in the upper echelon of dedicated listeners. And some episodes have transformed my life. So um, so i I feel very honored to be part of this esteemed group.
1: That's so awesome to hear. Yeah, you are for sure a leader in the esteemed group, and I'm excited for other people to tune in and get their lives changed from this conversation also. Let's do it. Yeah. So you're in, uh, you're in Brazil right now, shirtless I'm in, in Brazil.
0: Brazil. I'm in Brazil right now. I've been in Brazil since February 2020. Mm-hmm. The longest, I've, the longest I've been in, a, in any place for a very, very long period of time, like probably more than 20 years. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So I, I've been in Brazil for a long time and randomly without planning it, Brazil has become my home.
1: Yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, you've been, you've been traveling for pretty much your entire life and now you've settled in into a place that feels like home. What's that process been like for you? How did that feel? Did, was there resistance to it at first? No, the best, the
0: two best things about this process is that one, it has felt effortless, which means that it's never been my intention to stay here, but it's just happened and unfolded in its own way. And the other most delicious part of this whole story and process is for a large part of it was out of my control and part of it's still out of my control. Um, So it's sort of cool. The thing that I learned in the past year amongst many, amongst many other things is that, in life, we plan and we're always jumping like, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this. And last year was the first time in my life where it was like, I actually can't do anything but stay exactly where I am. And that the feeling was relief. There was a lot of relief mm. that came from that.
1: Interesting. I like that. And, I mean, you've you've navigated a lot of different things you've worked on, pretty crazy career. I mean, I think about your time in the NFL also and traveling around. Um, did you, was there a time when you were growing up that you realized like, I'm going to do something different. Like I'm going to pave a different path or I'm going to not just even, even with, with becoming a lawyer, you've always done it in your own way. Like, was there a conscious decision where you're like, I'm going to walk this different path here? Or did it kind of evolve? I'd love to hear about that.
0: I don't think I ever had the
1: intention
0: Uh, growing up as a kid. I probably have the same dreams as all of all of my other friends who are you know so many of them are doing the same things living in the same neighborhoods having families there and probably up until you know a very transform transformative moment in my life I was the same and then when I was 19 I went on exchange at university and I went to Sweden for a semester by myself for two semesters actually and that was the first time that I really got out of the bubble of my life and so before that it was I you know I went to a high school very close group of friends I played hockey close group of friends this is a very Canadian childhood for anyone who's not Canadian and then I went I went to university and I was there and I already had a group of friends when I started and I wasn't so interested in meeting other people hanging out with strangers doing different things and then there was there was one day where it was the start of, the, of the, my second year of university and I, I saw an old guy from an old friend from camp and he's like, hey man, I just got back from Norway. I was in Norway for four or five months. You have, to, you have to go on exchange, find a way to go on exchange, just do it. Like one of those angels that appears in your life and is like, just go. So I didn't really think about it and I just applied to go to Sweden on exchange. And then I went there and I was like, holy smoke. Firstly, I'm not in Kansas anymore. And secondly, who are these weird people from different countries eating all these strange foods and how do I get more of it? So I think after that point, I just decided like, whoa, I love being on my own. I love doing my own things. And I've always trusted myself to have the best experience if I'm in an environment with, without any connection to my past, even though as humans, we're always bringing our past with us. I think that when I'm in a fresh and new environment I create naturally.
1: Yeah. And and you create you create characters as you go too, right? Like <laughs> that's what I love whenever you bring to your travel your adventures and and that's something that I found too when I did solo travel is that you can you can be whoever you want in a real way and you can show up however you want to show up.
0: Yeah, it's that's true. I've definitely had a lot of different characters with a lot of different names. And I and I that's a for me that's a fun part of living. Uh, I I try to take life lightly in a lot of ways, and the more that you can get away from this idea of like oh I'm this person from this place, and just be like oh what if I feel like you know acting like this today or doing that or having this type of accent or pretending I'm from here. Um, to me, it just adds like a, a playful element, and I think my my Brazilian character is it's obviously me. It's you know it's Corey who's speaking to Josh but also like 95% of the people i speak to don't speak any english at all so they're interacting and now my portuguese is okay but for a long time it was not okay and so people only know you to the the degree that you're able to communicate in a particular language so so many of my friends don't really know anything about you know the way that i the deep thoughts that i have or opinions or what I do for work like my best friend has no idea what I do for work and work (laughs) is such a part of my life just because like we don't talk about work and Brazilians don't really do that so much so yeah I I think that's a fun outlook to sort of wake up and reinvent yourself every day
1: yeah that's very very cool simple but maybe loaded question why do you why do you like travel so much I love
0: the feeling of not knowing what's going to happen in a particular day or who I'm going to meet or where I'm going to go or how it's all going to unfold. Mm
1: -hmm. And I
0: think that's what's always drawn me to travel. Just that possibility of anything can happen. I'm going to turn right, even though I normally would have turned left. And like, who are these people and what is this place and where am I going? That's also why I love road trips so much, right? If, If you've got a road trip and you've got some time on your hands, you just you know pull a pull a right in the middle of nowhere and you end up in a place and there you are and who are you going to meet and what's going to happen and i think for some for some reason which i don't know why i've always dreaded the idea of knowing exactly what's going to happen so as a result of that i think travel to me is that antidote of you know i i there are a lot of things that i do consistently on a daily basis with with work with fitness with sports with friends, but even still those, those margins for unpredictable things to happen still exist for me in a more illuminated way. And I think the fun thing about being in a place like Brazil is like, it's even more so. It's like, who knows what's the most, I'm gonna go to the supermarket and some of the craziest things have happened to me just going to the supermarket and, and that's sort of how I like it.
1: What's, what's a crazy thing that's happened to you going to the supermarket? <laughs>
0: Recently, one of the biggest things was finding that they actually had Argentinian yerba mate. So I drink I drink green tea and like, I was hounding this particular supermarket consistently. I was like, can you please just buy it? This is the brand, this is the type, I'll buy everything you can make up any place you want, just do it. And then I went in there and like they actually, in Brazil, nothing ever happens on time. And like, and I just went and like, I literally like slid down on my knees in the middle of the supermarket, like to right in front of the space where it was. And it was like, it was like I found the Afikoman, you know, it was just yeah. <laughs> that much elation. And then that also the fun thing about being in a foreign place by yourself is like, you don't really care what people think about you. So all these people are like looking around like, whoa, what is this guy doing? Sliding around on his knees in the grocery store You know, elated that he's found some green tea from Argentina,
1: but that's just how I roll sometimes. I love that so much. I can just picture you just on your knees, (laughs) just so stoked. uh, that's an interesting thought uh, when you're in a, when you're a foreign country or you're traveling solo, you don't care what other people think about you. How do you like, what, what are your thoughts on that? How do you not care about what other people think about you, whether you're home, you're away? Like what are some of the thought processes that come up around that um, embodying and, and living life authentically the way that you do?
0: I think there was a point in my life and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was probably my mid to late 20s where I just somehow I taught myself a lesson where I was like, don't care what other people think. And whenever people say that, I know the the immediate counter argument is, oh, well, like, you know, you don't want to be a mean person and you don't want to be rude and you want to be respected. And when I say don't care what people think, that's not what I mean. But what I mean is prioritize what feels right for you above everything else, irrespective of how other people perceive it. And I think that there are so many examples in my life where I've done things that have worked out tremendously and and put me in the place exactly where I'm supposed to be or taught me exactly what I'm supposed to learn by virtue of doing what I thought was right, no matter what anybody thought. And just two quick examples. So I started a yoga festival that I ran for three years. I had a business partner for two years in it. And like the first event that we ran, there were, we like posted on Facebook, you know, everything when you're starting a business, you have no idea what you're doing. And we put this event together, and the first event that we we had dreams of filling fields of people, like it was going to be glorious. And and two people showed up to the first event. And I remember in the car, my parents came. They were not the two people, but they're awesome and they're so supportive. And my dad just like looked back at me and he's like, Corey, I don't know if this is a good idea. Mm. And I and I and I went through with it. And I went through with it with my part with my business partner at the time. But that, that experience of, of organizing that yoga festival completely changed my life for the better. And it was something that I felt deep down inside me that I had to do. And, and I did it. And as a result of, do, of having done it and going through that experience, I totally credit you know whatever relative successes I have, I think are directly correct, connected to that. And then also, I'll just go out and say it. It's the elephant in the room. It's the elephant in my career. When I told people I was starting a law firm to work with yoga professionals... There wasn't one person who was like, there wasn't one lawyer who was like, Yeah, good idea, Corey. That's a really good idea. I think everybody told me, don't do it. Yoga yogis don't have money and no one's gonna pay, and they're all hippies and whatever. And and it was just it just got to the point where I was like, Cool, well, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this because I think that this is right. And if you want to judge me, you can go ahead and judge me. But I deep down inside, there's something that's pushing me towards trying this and I'm just going to go for it. So when, once you learn that, and once you have like some big, you know, you have, you overcome some big obstacles by virtue of, of pursuing what you believed was right. And irrespective of other people's opinions of what you're doing, then you just catch the momentum and you get in a groove of it. And you're like, Oh, cool. This is like, this is my life. I don't care if I'm wearing a Brazilian man bikini because I'm comfortable doing it. And
1: And um, yeah, that's it. That's so great. And and you build evidence. You like you build this case of evidence of of belief, which helps build your belief of like, oh, yeah, I listened to myself or I followed that intuition or that instinct there, even though other people were probably judging me for it or whatnot. But look how it turned out. So you start to build that. uh, I think that's referring to like building that momentum towards doing it.
0: Yeah, you you build belief and ultimately it's trust in yourself. Right. And I think the, the important thing of trusting yourself is that you realize that if you go through something, it doesn't really matter if you achieve the outcome that you have intended for. But once you trust the process of, okay, cool, I'm going for this. And I believe that this is the right thing to do. So I'm going to try it. And whatever happens, I'm going to learn something and I'm going to become better as a result of it. And I think if any individual can can keep that mind frame for the decisions they're making, whether you're taking a risk, whether you're playing it safe, but you're doing what feels right for you, then it's impossible that you've made a wrong decision.
1: Mm, so good. You've, you've taken some risks left and right throughout your entire career. And I, don't, I mean, I'll never forget when you like, made the decision to like, really go for it with your business and start your own law firm in that way. Can you take me through the process around like where was that, where was that desire born from for you to do what you're now doing at Conscious Counsel?
0: I, decide, I never really wanted to be a lawyer and I never, really, I never had any intention when I was in law school to run my own law firm. But you know what we say about contrast, right? Like sometimes you know what you, what you want because you know that you want it. And sometimes you know what you want because you know what you don't want. And I think through all of, you know, I had three jobs working at three different law firms and through all of them, all I saw were things that I didn't want to do. And all of them, and I, and I didn't really see anything landing or relating to clients. Like I didn't see people having a good time. I didn't see people excited to be working at these places um, or working with these people. And so it's, it came to the point really where I just said, okay, someone probably can be doing a better job at this. And I started my law from the same year that I started the yoga festival, which for me was like, you know, before that I had never been an entrepreneur in any capacity whatsoever. And then I was like, okay, cool. Well, if I'm just doing one, I might as well do the other, (laughs) but it just, it just made sense to me to try and to be like, okay, well, and this is a really important point. I saw other people succeeding who I really believe that I could do a better job than them. I, and Mm. it's not, it's not a matter of boasting or, being egotistical. It's just like, okay, well, if that person can do it, I could probably also figure out how to do it. And I think that was a a really important starting point. And I think another, I gave myself the security and this is what I said to myself. I said, cool, I'm just going to go for it. So I bought a one-way ticket to Denmark. I was like, I'm going to travel the world and be a lawyer. I don't care what anybody says. I don't write, I don't really know anyone else who's done this, but I'm just going to find a way to make it work. And I had $3,000 in my bank account. I was like, if I go to Copenhagen and, you know, whatever, I'll take buses and trains and I'll go all around. And if there's a point where there's $0.00 in that bank account, then I'll just come home and, like, and I'll find a job working for someone else, you know, not living my best life, whatever, but like, I'll find a way to continue a career in law or I'll go back to sports or I'll do something else. And the best news ever, Josh, is like, we're still on that same. I just get so happy. We're still on that same trip. Like I left Copenhagen. I'm still on that same trip. That was, that was September, 2017. Now it's April, 2021. And like, I feel like that's all been one trip and thankfully there's still money in the bank account. So I get to keep going and like, keep playing and enjoying this game.
1: That's so freaking cool, man. I love that. And I love what you're saying here too about giving yourself a shot. Like, I feel like so many people don't, Give themselves that shot to like. Well, what's the worst that happens? You end up right back where you're at right now. I, it reminds me. Um, is it a Jim Carrey quote? I can't remember who the, what the quote is. Who who said it? It's like if you can if you can fail at doing what you don't love, you might as well take a chance at doing what you do. Something along those lines. And I I love the fact that you just viewed it as an experiment and we're like, let's just go play with this and go see what happens.
0: Yeah, that that's a great quote, and and I think that everyone should feel permission from themselves to try it. Because sort of what I was saying, that whole idea of like, oh, well, even if I make a mistake or I screw things up, or for me, if I had to come back home, like, cool, what did I learn? Well, I visited these countries and I tried being an entrepreneur. And the next time I tried, I'll be better in this way. But it's, once once you accept, if you can find an underlying belief, like if you think of lasagna and like the bottom layer of the lasagna, is that I'm always going to be okay and I'm always going to figure it out. Then you feel comfortable going for it. So for me, I was like, okay, cool. Well, I like traveling more than I like being here. So I might as well go for it. And if not, I'll come back and I'll get a job because like I'm qualified and I'm intelligent and I know how to do that. And mm-hmm. then, then it's, it's a very, it's a very different mentality than like, I need to succeed. This has to work right? Like I've never really put pressure on myself in business at all. And I've taken my time in growing and I've had fun along the way. And to me, I think all of those things together is what's worked best for me.
1: Amazing. Is it cool to be shattering like the the norm of what people have in their mind of a lawyer to be? Like, does is that fun for you? Is that fun for me? The honest answer is Right now, it's
0: that's not super fun. Like it, that doesn't mega turn me on. I'm not like when you say that, I'm like, yes. You know, a lawyer who showed people that working with other lawyers sucks and that it can be done easily. I think just because it's not my crusade, and yeah. I love being a lawyer and I love working with perfect. Like the coolest thing about my business are the clients and the stories of who they work with and what their visions are, and like I mean that a hundred percent. So. I've never, I, it was never my intention when I started to be like, I'm going to be the lawyer that, you know, can create a niche or transform an industry Mm -hmm. or how it just so happens that as the way the cards have fallen, that our firm is, is leaning in that direction and becoming, you know, we're, I feel really proud of what we do, our, our entire team. It's totally a team effort, but we're changing the way that people think about working with lawyers Today, Mm. we just got our 240th five-star Google review.
1: Amazing, congratulations. Yeah, which is
0: cool because I remember when I was like sending out the first couple and I got to 10 and I was like, oh yeah. And sometimes like if I just, if I want to reflect on it, I'll sit and I'll read the, I'll actually just like sit and read through what people say. Mm. And it's like, cool, that's what, that's how we've changed their perspective of working with lawyers. And that's making the world a better place. But I think, right, if you're like a professional athlete and you always wanted to make it to the major leagues like once you make it that would be so incredibly gratifying mm-hmm. but for me my, my intention was never to transform the industry or differentiate processes like my intention was to travel and to have fun and like have cool clients and have a relaxed job and work with people who i like And make the world a better place and everything that's happened has been a
1: byproduct of that so good and and i think that like that's not a coincidence if you ask me like because you you can't you can't fake the authenticity and and you're doing it from that like that intention there's a lot of people today that especially today that you feel like are almost trying to become the authority in this space or trying to like hack or manufacture authority or celebrity in this space or to be the person that does this. And like, if that is the intention, it it doesn't like we, we pick up on that. I feel like as humans, but when your attention is aligned and pure, like, like I know yours is around serving the clients as the coolest part and your metric that you care about is how many five-star reviews, like how are you delivering your five-star service? You, you, you do the other thing. The other thing happens as a byproduct of that. Are you finding that?
0: Yeah, I, I suppose I find that I think in hearing, in hearing you share what you just said, one thing that I, that I will say that I recommend to anyone who's listening who is looking to assert themselves as an, as an authority in the field, writing a book goes a really, really, really mm. long way. Writing a book in a niche industry goes a really, really, really long way. And the coolest thing is that, and Josh, you were, look, this, I'm not, this is the 100% the truth. I spoke to you, we were in Los Angeles together and I was like, mm-hmm. hey man, I'm like, I'm almost done my book. But I can't finish it. I don't know whatever was going on in my life. you know whatever was going on and and you helped me, you're like, cool, like what's the next step? How do we get it and And that's sort of like where I started working with you um, mm-hmm. but you just you helped me finish that book and it's I can't tell you how many times and and I'll share everything with everyone like i I wrote a book on yoga law at that point. yoga law wasn't really a thing, it's still not really a thing, but I wrote a book about it. And I remember I had at the time I was just starting my business and it cost three thousand Canadian dollars to like get it published through this this publishing house. And I remember like lamenting and being I was like, I can't believe I'm about like this is so much money. And because at the start, that's a lot, a lot, a lot of money for a brand new business. And but I was just like, I know there is going to be a moment where someone is going to read this book. They're going to buy the book. They're going to read the book. And then they're going to work with me exclusively because they read this book and they love the book so much. And that has happened. That's happened more than 35 times that someone's like, I'll get an email. Hey, Corey, I read your book. I loved it. I really want to work with you. I'm in the same situation as this person in this chapter. Like, can we hop on a call? And Mm. so in, in, I mean, there's two, there's two elements to being an authority in a particular niche, but I just wanted to anyone who's listening, like, If you have, if you're entering into a niche industry and there's not a book that's written on that topic, write a book from your heart. You don't need to have all of the answers. Like I'm not the smartest lawyer in the entire world. And I, I wrote a book about law just Mm -hmm. because I spoke about basic general principles and whether or not you do copy, if you do marketing, if you do programming, whatever it is, like find a niche, write a book, put your heart into it, be honest in what you're sharing and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing that I could recommend. Sorry for that tangent. I just that's feel all great. Good.
1: No, that's awesome. And is it, true that, is it true that you wrote the book without the word contract in there? Agreements is what you use?
0: Yeah, that's it. We don't use the C word. I think we there was a the sentence word. where I was like, hey, I'm not going to use the word that everyone normally uses. We call them agreements where it's two people agreeing on something as opposed to a contract, which is something that I feel like my father signs.
1: Yeah, totally. What What's the, um, for, for yogis, or I know because you work a lot with, with yoga studios, Pilates studios, um, salons, fitness studios, um, heart-leading entrepreneurs in general. Wh- what's the biggest misconception that you feel most people or heart-leading entrepreneurs have about the law?
0: The biggest misconception is they feel that they have to understand it. So they don't know it, and then they think that they have to learn it. Whereas mm. what we're really trying to do is give them a turnkey solution where it's like, sign up, spend 15 minutes answering these real real easy questions written in plain, plain English about you and your business and use the agreements we draft for you. Great. Like, it's like, me, it's, Josh, it's always me and my accountant. That's how conscious counsel is an inverse mirror of my relationship with my accountant, where it's like, I don't wanna know what this is, means on a spreadsheet. I don't really care. Just tell me how much I have to pay the government
1: and tell me I'm good. Uh, That, that, that peace of mind. And, and I I loved, um, thank you for, for helping me with my, my agreements. Um, I, I, it was actually so enjoyable, like not only the process, but, um, but to be able to read it, like I feel, Sounds so weird, but typically whenever you're sending agreements to clients or whatever you're doing, it's kind of like this heavy process or whatnot. But legitimately, I'm like excited to share it with people because they can read through it and it's also in plain English and they can understand in, in regular terms, like what's actually going on here. So to have that and then to know that you actually have the legal backing is it makes such a difference, I feel like. So thank you.
0: It's a pleasure. The rule that we have is if a seven year old cannot understand it, it should not be in the agreements so good <laughs> it's the best sorry it's it's the scene from the office yeah. everything me that i don't understand is accounting the episode is called the surplus and oscar goes to michael and the lemonade like, stand yeah he, he's like hey michael you know we've got the surplus and michael's like explain it to me like i'm seven and then oscar explains it to him and i think he's like explain it to me like i'm five and that's how i that's what we're trying to do explain law to <laughs> Well, as if they're seven years old
1: so good that is a great episode and uh and so much of <laughs> so much of it now i i i want to i want to share because i know there's a pretty cool backstory as it ties into to your story here of how we met out in wanderlust um on oahu for at the wanderlust um uh yoga festival um brother bodner right that was yeah. it was <laughs> it was bodner room 260 so <laughs> This is I, I just have to share this is so good. And then I want to hear because I, I know that there was I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was some backstory with who you were working with at the time and how you ended up getting there and then the the kind of next steps in your process. But I'm I'm over there with my pal, Ricky Bodner, and we're coming out after um uh at the hotel where the where the event is being held and we're going in for a workout like midday shirtless, like cranking out some pull ups and getting a workout in. And we step outside of the gym door at the perfect timing that some dude named Corey over here he walks right past us and just stops and is like looks at us and says hey were, were you guys just working out barefoot and with no shirts on and we said yeah and he said come with me let's have a chat and you offered us pomegranate i think you had pomegranate seeds or grapes or something and you offered us you're like you, you want some you want some snacks no we're good. okay cool let's come have a chat and we just sat down and started talking like we were friends meeting up there the whole time and just like hit it off right, right off the bat there, and then spent the rest of the weekend chilling and hanging out um, over there, which was like such an amazing, such a crazy, but amazing stroke um, of alignment to that. We, that we met in that, in that way. Is that, is that how you recall it as well? Yeah.
0: I remember, look, anyone, anyone who's barefoot and not wearing a shirt uh, right off the bat. I'm just like, yeah, that's, those are my peeps. So I rem- I remember bumping into you boys and and seeing you guys and we chatted right away and we were brothers from the start. That's why we're Bodner brothers. It's
1: that's right. It's, that's why. We're-
0: yeah. So it's 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 a it's a wonderful story. It sounds like that's what I would do. We'll be walking around a festival with fruits to share with wonderful people who I meet and being open mm-hmm. to connecting with people.
1: And, you do um, that. Yeah. That's that that's a strategy, right? Like I I I did learn that from you, but, um, whenever you go traveling, even like a, p- a piece of gum, but I, I want to pick your brand a bit more too on the, like on the, the human connection uh, on facilitating human connection and, and fostering human connection. I feel like sharing or offering to share something is a big, is a big way of that.
0: Yeah. When I, when I travel, I usually travel by myself more than 90% of the time. And so I'm just used to like having stuff, around like a bunch of stuff in in larger quantities and then you just like share with people it never hurts if you're in a place by yourself to like offer someone an orange right i, I something healthy or a individual celery sticks is a little bit different cuz they're like yo where would that celery stick come from <laughs> yeah. but uh but it it's a it's a good way to connect with yeah with people and when you're on your own you sort of have to learn how to fend for yourself and how to connect with people and and I feel one thing I'm lucky for, which i've I've never really consciously observed my behavior or thought about it, but I've just spent so much time roaming around the world by myself that it really is second nature, my ability to just like meet meet a complete stranger right away, connect with them and um and yeah and and I feel really grateful for that but i I learned that just from like sheer repetition, that's just sheer repetition of being on buses by myself in South America or on trains in Asia or whatever part of the world it is just being by myself. And you just learn really quickly how to connect with people.
1: Quality reps.
0: Quality reps. That's it. Yeah. Quality reps.
1: Quality reps is it. Another big lesson that I learned from you that I'd love for you to share is um, there's no such thing as rejection, just lack of connection.
0: Yeah, that's I, I feel like that 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 lesson comes from a, a different time in my life. But I think it's yeah. So can you say it again?
1: There's no such thing as rejection, just lack of connection.
0: Yeah, and I I look it it works in all different facets of your life. Right. To explain it, I think it's the easiest thing. Look, and the a direct connection from that is more for us. So mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a, a lack of there's no such thing as rejection, there's lack of connection. What that means is like if you're being yourself and you're putting yourself out there as an individual, as a friend, as a family member, as a lawyer, as a professional, whatever it is that you do, you send out a proposal and like someone's like, no, I don't want this. That's okay. It just means that what I'm offering, as so long as what I'm offering is an authentic offering for myself and I'm being upfront and I'm not being misleading and I'm letting you know exactly who I am and doing things my own way. And if you're not into that, that's cool. Like better to figure that out right now that you know you're not going to like working with me or that you know you don't want to play tennis with me or whatever it is in what in what other arenas obviously romantically like you can mm-hmm. meet someone great and they're really cool and they've got a great profile or whatever it is and if you're like hey what's up you want to grab coffee they're like no it's like okay cool well that just means that you're not connecting with who i am and you and i don't connect together and you never take it personally And, and, and that's it. And the, the, the funny story of more for us is, uh, is just (laughs) more for us is the perspective, like, okay, cool. Like I, you know, I sent you this proposal, you didn't accept it. Awesome. Now that I'm not working with you, I can work with two other awesome people. So there's more for us. And it's, it's just a playful outlook of life where it's like, Oh, cool. You know, you're not interested in me. That's fine. There's, you know, there's more for me out there now.
1: Yeah, that's it. More for us. Cool. All right. No, more for us. That's so good. And, and I think that the thing that you mentioned before is the, like, th- these are great concepts to understand and they sound simple, but what, what actually cements them. And like you said, gets that bottom layer, layer of the lasagna baking is the, is the repetitions is just taking reps. Cause it's one thing to know it. And the first couple times you might be approaching people or putting yourself out there, it can feel personal but i think you build more and more reps and then all of a sudden you you find yourself like wait i'm okay i'm alive like i didn't die i'm i'm okay we're still good here more for us so the the quality quality reps is a, is a, is a big connector to that
0: it it's everything in the the first year of my legal practice and it's interesting cuz like now that we're having this conversation at this point in my life so many of the references are business related yeah. Whereas if we were to have this three years ago, everything would have been travel related. But like, that's sort of just how things have changed. But the first year of my legal practice, I had one rule, go for coffee with anyone who will sit down with you. Mm. And I was like, just all I wanna do is go for coffee with someone who potentially could be a client. I wanna pick their brain. I wanna understand what they're doing. I wanna practice connecting. I wanna understand where they get uncomfortable. I wanna do all these things. And like, there've been thousands and thousands of reps since I started doing that. And even still, like, we're always fine tuning what we're doing and trying to become better at it. And that's that excites me, like Mm. being having had lots of experience, but continuing to try to be the best version of myself. That excites me. That gets me out of bed in the morning.
1: Very cool. What's the what's what's the thing that you're most excited about now with conscious counsel and the point that you're at in your entrepreneurial journey?
0: I think what's fun about it is that in some ways you you never know where it's going to go. And even though you try your best. And I think that's just such a comfortable place to be. Like, it's so cliche, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. That was, I, I went to grad school in the United States at the University of San Francisco. And we had the first class we had for our master's program. The teacher's name was Rich Cellini. And the whole class was just about networking. How to network, how to network. And I used all the tools That he taught us to get from being you know a canadian intern which may not mean anything to you but like i was the only canadian you know a canadian kid who just got out of university to four months later being on the on the the sidelines of the super bowl using all of these tools of connection but what he said to us was you know you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable and i think why what what inspires me about the fun thing about what we're doing at at Conscious Councils, like it's always different. It never really goes exactly the way that we want it to go, but it's always improving. And the fun is in the unfolding. The fun is like we have these big, right? We have this automated website that Josh, you and I have spoken about for two years. It's still not up. We're still working on it, but like one day it will be up. And once that's up, then we're gonna work towards something else. And like, mm. so long as you're enjoying, if you can have fun in the in in between. A lot of lasagna references, but like the sauce, you know, the sauce and the cheese in between the, the lasagna layers. If you can be having fun in those moments, then you're overall, it's going to be a wonderful experience because it's not about hitting a number. It's not about this. It's about working with wonderful people. It's about having an awesome team and it's about trying stuff and like realizing that you're never going to actually exactly achieve what it is that you try but you're going to learn everything along the way and once you accept that like then life's just a party
1: mm, so good It becomes just a it becomes one big dance right it becomes one uh, one fluid expression
0: yeah it's it 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 is exactly like that and you just you learn I, I don't know getting older getting older you learn the importance of enjoy enjoying the ride and enjoying each day and i and i feel mm. really lucky that I was able to learn that at a, at a a younger age in my life, but even more so like you realize as the days are happening, this is your life. Like, this is your life. That's unfolding every day. So if you're not enjoying what you're doing, it's your responsibility to put yourself in a situation where you can enjoy it, whether that's externally changing your circumstances or internally changing your outlook or your perspective on what you're doing. But like, Mm -hmm. if it's not fun, why do it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if, fun and the unfolding of with something we talk a lot about but like having fun in the process or the unfolding of your desires as well uh what what role does following following your intuition following the fun and catching the flow and getting into the flow and the synchronicities of life like what role does that play specifically in your business
0: I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I, another one conclusion I've drawn about business is like, I don't really know. I don't really know when it goes. It's, it's always gone well. So I don't, I can't pinpoint exactly why it's gone well or why it's not gone well. Like I I don't, I don't have that answer. There was one month. I remember what the poorest month that I've had in the past two years was a month where, yeah, where I intentionally did something that I knew wasn't good for me just to see what would happen in like in a in a sort of funny way, but this is what i'll say. I think that firstly you know life happens in between the lines, which i don't know what that means, but I always love saying it um and and I think that at least for me as an entrepreneur. I don't have that separation of like, well, this is my work life and this is my personal life. And this is this, it's sort of like life is scrambled eggs. Like there are all these eggs that are cracked and they're mixed up and and they're all, and they're all of these things. So I'll just give one example of, of how that plays in. And I don't know if it correlates to the performance of the business or not, but I just woke up and I was like, I want to go, I want to get two dogs and I want to move to a different town. And within 24 hours, I did all of those things. Like, I was like, I want to play tennis six times a week. I want to be living in a, in a I want to be driving my car to places. I've, I've walked on the beach for a year and a half. I'm ready to be in a car for a little bit. And like, I just, and everything falls into place. I found an awesome home. There were two dogs that were available for, you know, that I could, that I could get. I found three tennis instructors and that's like, that's life. And it's the same with business. Like, where do your clients find you? I don't know. I've worked with so many people, but I'm just like, I'm doing my thing of waking up and being grateful and trying to appreciate and be a good person and try to be a good, you know, leader to my team and, and help other people be better. And then everything just sort of happens. I, I, I don't think it's so delineated that I could say, mm-hmm. oh, well, when we've done this, it's worked. It's more like I'm just living my life and business is a part of my life the same way playing tennis and having three dogs is part of my life.
1: Super good. It's um, Richard Branson said, uh, I don't call work, work and play, play. It's all just life. And that's definitely that definitely is something that I've I, I, I like a lot. And I see that you do a very good job of. So how do you like take me through Take me through? I know that you you love you love your morning time. You love drinking your tea. You love journaling or listening to some Abraham Hicks. Like what 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 gets you what gets Corey Sterling like downstream in the flow on the morning, in the mornings?
0: There, I, there's, I've, I've a strict morning routine, which is like the strictest part of my day. I'll get up, I'll, i um,
1: Do you I'll set probably, an alarm?
0: Uh, I, some, no, not really, lately yeah. no. Um, but I'll, I'll get up, I'll listen to, I'll put on music that I like, I'll take a shower, I'll sit, I'll meditate for 10 minutes, just sit and breathe. It always changes, sometimes I work in mantras. Sometimes I just focus on the breathing through my nostrils. Then I'll sit and I'll I'll light an incense candle and I'll write a journal. All of this sounds so cliche. cliche. I don't really care though. And then the, the cool thing about the journal and the morning pages, and I picked it up from that woman's book where she speaks about morning pages. I forget her name. It's just like, it's just an opportunity to get whatever it is out on paper and just be like, yesterday, this was great. And I don't care. I don't judge myself if I write well, or if I write poorly, it's like, oh, cool, this is what I'm thinking about. Amazing morning, amazing morning. And like, sometimes I'll, I'll circle words, like if I write fun or if I write happy or if I write frustrated or angry, I'll underline it. Um, and then, then I'll be drinking my, I'll drink coffee. I'll make, my, I'll have my green tea. And then I, I put on an Esther Hicks video and I've done that for like, I haven't missed, I haven't missed that for well over a year. And I feel just very lucky that I'm not a, I'm definitely not a religious person. And I'm, it's just, it's all that it is, is that what she says makes sense to me. So Mm -hmm. that's what I like about it. And it's like, I have a notebook, I have my notebook right here. And I have a list of like, I'll have a list of different things and just random sentences that I'll read even before I write in my journal. And I'll just read a couple of them now. I live in abundance. I live in financial abundance. Everything is always working out for me. Practice the vibration of knowing what you want is coming to you. State of mind must be belief. Focus and training equal. see what happens. Be nice to yourself about it. Wait until something is really clear to you. And I think that the point of starting a morning like that and then listening to um, listening to Esther is just, it's just that reminder. And even something as simple as like the following sentence. Are you choosing to be grateful or are you choosing to complain? And if I can get that message to myself in the first 30 minutes of the day, I will just like, I'll just, if I'm complaining about something, I'll just be like, wait, am I choosing to be grateful? or Am I choosing to to complain? And I think that when you're able to remind yourself to be grateful, you just have a better day. And that's, and we live life on a day by day basis. And I like having fun and I like feeling good. And it doesn't mean that everything always goes my way. And it doesn't mean that I have everything I've ever wanted right now. But it just means that at a minimum, you're living a grateful life. And my mom always said to me, the happiest people are the most grateful people. And Mm. that's something that I've just found a way to internalize. And all of these morning routines and processes are just opportunities to fill the tank with the positive thoughts and the positive outlook for a day. And now and lately, I've been going to the beach at sunset. Now that I have three dogs, two of whom are puppies, like I need to walk. (laughs) twice a day. So I go to we'll always go to a beach at sunset, even if it's raining or whatever. And now I'll just like sit and breathe for five minutes in the aft in at sunset and like that it it makes all the difference for me. So
1: so good, dude. I love it. I love the uh I love the passion behind it as well. And um and thank you. You're you're my uh Esther Hicks dealer, as I like to say, because By the time by the time you finish in the morning, because you're four hours ahead of me, I wake up on my phone and I've got I've got my video queued up for the day. So it's just like hand delivered with love every single morning. I don't have to go on YouTube app or anything like that. I just click what's in my message. And it's always such a great message.
0: Cool. Um, I will just say sorry, just one final thing about that. I don't know if anyone listens to Esther videos or anything like that. The sheer abundance of videos <laughs> that are out there is the perfect microcosm for abundance. It's like there's always more and new videos and they just find me. It's so easy. I don't get it, but I don't need to get it.
1: Yeah. Um, for, for the listeners who are going scratching their head and being like Esther Hicks, like what, what, what is this? Like, how do you how would you like how would you sum up in terms of the value that you get from those videos or what what the deal is with those videos that you listen to?
0: Uh, She's a, she's a woman who claims to have guidance and connection to some spiritual uh, being that's able to provide answers and speak to people and provide guidance to them with answers for part of what it's like being alive. My entire life, my life, nothing more has positively impacted my life than listening to those videos. Since I've listened to those videos, like, you know, got a, you know, got my pickup truck, you know, Hey,
1: oh yeah, I know. (laughs)
0: Like manifested a pickup truck, manifested a beach house, manifested a farm, manifested the incredible growth of my business. And all of these things were just like things that I wrote down before. And I listened to her videos and it sounds so out there and crazy, but you just, I think part of the exercise is not consciously thinking about it and being like, okay, I'm just going to like, I'm going to take it at face value for the next nine minutes, whatever she's talking about. And I'm going to write notes each morning. And then like, cool, all these amazing things happen. And I feel really grateful for it.
1: So good. How, uh, how, how do you describe manifestation? Like wh- wh- what is manifestation to you?
0: Manifestation is when you're able to... Manifestation is the, the physical, tangible, corporal occurrence of something that was once an idea or a mm-hmm. thought. And like, just, I'll give one example of a manifestation... There's this really cool beach house that I bought in Caraiva, the town where I live. And I would, before I owned it, it was like na- it was the neighboring property to my friend's place. And I would sit up, he had like the set of stairs and I would climb up the set of stairs and I would just look at the house. And I was like, that house will be mine. That house will be mine. I'm going to put a sauna in there. I'm going to do all of these things. And, um, and then it happened. And to me, that's manifestation. <laughs>
1: dogs, three dogs walking, walking along the beach or the the river at night under the full moon, all of those things.
0: Yeah. And I, I think one, one thing I, I want to circle back to when we're talking about trusting yourself and having that momentum of belief in yourself, the coolest question to ask yourself is like in, in a, any given moment on a day, you're like, am I happy that I'm here? Like, is this, is this where I want to be? Am I happy? Am I proud doing this? And, and I feel very lucky that for a lot of my life and especially the last years in Brazil, there are so many moments on a daily basis where I'm like, I love that I'm here and that's manifestation in and of itself. And that comes once you know that you're there because you decided to make these decisions on your own and believe in yourself and trust your instincts, then it just propels everything further.
1: Hmm. Dude, I love it. This is, uh, I've been taking notes from this conversation as always. Um, is there is there uh, one before we start to wrap up, because we're already time flies by so quickly on these? Um, I'm going to live the life of my dreams. <laughs> that, that song that we sang up in uh, Squaw Valley, um, the uh, second wanderlust. can How do you feel? Do you feel you're living the life of your dreams? And, and what does that mean to you?
0: Yeah, so just so everyone knows, we were at a yoga festival and MC Manolo was there and Isaac, like just and I I I have to do this Josh and I'm I'm going to talk about living the life of my dreams, but I just have to I'm going to take 1 minute to talk about you and your family and how yeah. much I love all of you and like when you and I met at Wanderlust in Hawaii, I was just like how are these kids younger than me but already way more mature and just like good, kind-hearted, wonderful, considerate, intelligent loving, open people. And and I'll just never forget the first interaction I had with you and Ricky. I was like, my friends, I love my friends, but I was like, my friends weren't like this. And then the more I got to know you and come visit you and meet your cousin, Isaac, who's like, Isaac's equally my brother as you are. There's no one I love more. I was like, oh, I was like, my family's not like this, and I love my family. And then like I stayed at your house and I stayed in your sister's room, and there was a cupboard with tons of food and like your aunts chilling and everyone's everyone. I'm like, oh, my, you know, the house I grew up isn't like this. So um I, I just I do want to say, and I'm going to talk about the the question yeah, you sir. asked, but I just I just think it's really rad, man. I I, I you're someone who I really appreciate and. You've been such a tremendous asset to me in my business and in my life. And in the past two years, we, you know, we've spoken every week for the past two years or however long it's been. And you're, you're just, you're a really special person. I really appreciate you and getting to know you and your family and loving your family members also um, is something to me that, yeah, that, that inspires me. That's something that inspires me to be a better person to be a better friend, to be a better family member. So I just love before, it. Thank before, you, brother. I just wanted to get that in before we wrap up. Um, Thank you, brother. Living the life of your dreams. We were at a yoga festival and there was a, like this super hippie guy with the bell bottom pants and like the feather vest who took us out to a spring and we were singing a song. And he like was had all of us sing along to, I'm gonna live the life of my dreams. And it was one of those things like in the moment, we are all like giggling and looking at each other and laughing, but afterwards we we're like, that guy is just a genius um, because it sort of planted that seed in us that you, in your life, you're able to accomplish whatever it is that you want. Um, and that you are, it sort of gives you permission to be like, cool, well, you know, my life is to live in Brazil and be South American and live by the beach. And so am I living the life of my dreams? Yeah, I would I would say in in a lot of ways I am. I think part of de, the nature of desire and the nature of wanting things is that you always want more. So I would say that I'm living the life of my dreams and I also am excited for new dreams to materialize and mm-hmm. to and to take place. But in some ways I always knew this is where I would be like in a latino I like Latinos like in a latino country no rules around my life. Like there really are no rules where I live and how I live. I do what I want when I want. I work with people who I want to work with. Um, I'm able to live in financial abundance. I have a lot of fun. I play sports. I eat healthy food. I I feel super, super lucky. So yeah, for today, this is the life of my dreams.
1: (laughs) Very, very beautiful. I love to hear that man. And, um, and thank you for inspiring myself and, and many others to, uh, to, to do the same thing. Um, I, I, I always, I love your writing and I can't wait for the next book that you're working on to come out, to share with everybody. We'll have to have you back on the podcast when we launch that next book to, to di- to, to debrief and dig into it a bit more. But, um, but yeah, but you've certainly been a big inspiration to, uh, to myself and to all of my friends and community as a result of that also of just taking the value and taking the learnings and spreading them also. So thank you for that. Um cool. Love Joshi. Is there is there anything else you want to share in closing before we uh before we wrap here, my friend?
0: I love I love your podcast. It's it's a lot of fun to listen to. So I I think it's really great. Keep going, man. Keep finding awesome people. To all the others out there who are listening, let's continue to find each other. Let's continue to connect. If anyone who's listening wants to shoot me an email or chat, I'm happy to be available for you. And I think in in the last thing that I would just say there's a lot, there's a lot of people. Well, I don't really care about what other people would say, but what I would say is like, don't be afraid to be alone, to have your own experiences, to learn about life on your own terms. You know, I'm, I'm 35 years old. Most of my friends are married and have families and, you know, young kids. And that's amazing. And I think I'm going to have my own time to do that, but I think there's also something really special about being able to enjoy a life, on your own and to have the privilege to explore what it is that you really like doing and how you like doing it. And that all of the wonderful things that will come, you know, from from having a a life with with a family. I think all of that's gonna be amazing when it happens, but I also really relish the opportunity to enjoy life at this particular phase on my own, doing the things that I love doing and making myself happy. So if anyone else out there just loves doing things on your own, Don't feel guilty about it. And you know, we'll just find the others together.
1: That's what we're doing here. Corey, thank you, my brother. Love you so much, dude. Thank you for being here. And uh, can't wait to continue uh, the unfolding of, uh, of this life of our dreams.
0: Cool. Thanks, Josh. Love you, man.
1: Ciao, man.